What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Comic Book Lair. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. And we've got a pretty rad one for everybody today, a crossover variant edition. I don't know what the heck we're doing, what we're calling it, but we got our good buddies here, the Pull Box Pals. How are you guys doing today, man? Doing good, man. How are you? Dude, I'm alive and it's not as late as it is for Monk, so I'm doing great. (laughs) We're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna hear little bits from Monk because he's just gonna come out a little snoozes like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just wake me up you'll hear me just like snoozing off just <laughs> and then just my forehead bumping off the mic you got one of those like like uh, buzzers for him right we can like buzz him awake <laughs> yeah under my chair yeah, was, yeah. I had uh, Mark come over and set that up he flew all the way <laughs> from Oregon. Just yeah. to uh, put a little buzzer on my chair, like an early Nickelodeon skit. <laughs> Got Dude. a button right over here. Well, we're <laughs> stoked to have you guys here, man. Uh, this is our first time kind of collaborating with some other dudes in the same space. And I'm just curious, like comic books, podcasts, how did how did it all start for you guys? Uh, I know you guys met in, in school one time. We can fast forward to that. But yeah. how'd, you guys, how'd you guys get into comic books and decide to start doing a show? Man, well, I guess... You got to go back to 2009. <laughs> All right. We're you going got, back. Got it. You just had yeah. Once upon a time in 2009. Yeah, once upon a time in 2009. We were... Rhymes. Uh, I like it. We were both <laughs> living in Taiwan. We were going to a... Uh, we were with an organization called YWAM, and uh, we were doing a Bible school through them. And that's where we met, was doing a Bible school. But we also both really liked the same music. We both skated, and like we hung out with a lot of locals and went skating with them. Uh, got it. Kind of started getting back in the comic books with those guys a little bit too. At least Monk did more than I did, I think. And and then I I left Taiwan in 2012. And then when you left in like 14, uh, early 2015. 15. Okay. And then, let's really parse it out. Yeah. Like when in 2015? Uh, What's the exact day? <laughs> I could probably tell you the date because it was a significant event moving back to America after yeah, living in Taiwan for five years and moving back to your home country is an yeah, interesting that's feeling. Nuts. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's going to a grocery store is insane because <laughs> like, you're just like, what, you, yeah. you, you could be like, you, you get into an aisle and you're just like, I could lay down in here and people <laughs> will just go around me. Because there's so much space between like what's on the chip side of that aisle and the soda side. There's just so much space, enough for like three carts to go by. But you go and to a market variety. in Taiwan and it's like, you're like, like trying to squeeze by and you feel yeah. bad saying, I need Everything's to Everything's really you. tight over yeah. there. They don't, yeah. It's an island, so they don't have a lot of space. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the most densely populated countries in the world. And uh, yeah, so everything is built tight and up. And, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. So even for me, one of the biggest culture shocks was my bed, uh, when I came back to, uh, America, cause I was sleeping on some cots for a couple of years and then came back to America and I sat on my like childhood bed and I was like, is this like an extra soft bed? And they're like, no, that's your same mattress you had, you know, five (laughs) years ago. And I'm like, this is amazing. And, uh, The, the technology. The technology yeah. that's that's come in, in this five years that I've been abroad, my God. Yeah. Five years away is a long time, man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I came home every once in a while. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's it was it was a trip. Yeah, but it that's that uh that is where I got into comic books, and I was one of the uh, for lack of a better word, victims of 
all the Marvel movies coming out and being like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, and yeah. obviously, like, I grew up watching, like, cartoons and Spider-Man and X-Men and all that stuff and, and you know, loved the uh, Dark Knight trilogy, which, you know, was kind of early in, into that stuff. But, uh, yeah, got, saw the Avengers and went out and bought a, a trade paperback of Avengers by uh, Michael Brian Bendis? Mike, Michael Brendis Brian? Michael Brian Bendis. Nailed it. Yeah. Brian. I know what you're talking about, but now I'm confused. <laughs> Is okay. it Brian first or Michael first? Now I'm confused. I well, know. you know, only some people know, and they're the lucky <laughs> few out there. Um, but yeah, that if you've never read that, I would highly recommend it. It's a great. It has a, uh, um, it has Ultron in it, and there's a lot of time travel. And uh, the second volume has Infinity Stones and stuff. It, it introduces that, so like it was great to like read in order to like understand what the MCU was going to be doing down down the on the road. So yeah. I'm going to ask a very uh, probably ignorant question. <laughs> Movie theaters and comic book stores, like how are you getting into this stuff in Taiwan? Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to ask. Well, like are there I, spinner racks at the 7-Eleven like old no. school time? Well, so they would have like a lot of manga shops. Um, so yeah. if, I could, oh, if my yeah. Chinese was better, I could have read those. And I think they had some in, in English. But um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Taipei 101. It at one point was one of the tallest buildings in the world. Um, I mean, it, it still is. At one point, it, it was the tallest building in the yeah, world. And, but now it's, uh, yeah, everything's just skyrocketing. Then Dubai past came the, around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, they actually had a bookstore in there that they had, uh, you know, Western comics in. And they weren't cheap, but uh, yeah, yeah, okay. uh, I would go and pick those up. And uh, yeah, that's, that I, was like a monthly outing were, for us. Yeah. It took a, it where we lived in uh Danchue, which is an hour outside of Taipei, and you had to take the MRT system essentially. They're like transit train that rides on like a monorail type thing. Um, but yeah, it would take us an hour to get there, and we would just spend like a Sunday. Like, we're going into Taipei, we're gonna get like the cool things that we need, and we're gonna come back and live the rest of our lives for the next week. And um, but yeah, that. We went there a lot, actually. That's cool. Oh, didn't we, buddy? We, we've been yeah. in the trenches together. <laughs> oh, God. Um, those Taiwanese trenches. Yeah. But let, tiny Taiwanese trenches. They're tight. I'm going to try, gonna gonna try to narrow it in with, with keeping it to how we got to comic books. But yeah, it's like we both moved back to the States. And then Monk moves to Oregon uh, not long after he gets back. Like, because yeah. you go back, you went back to PA and then you came to Oregon like a few months later. No, a couple uh, of years later. I was, I was back a couple in PA years for later. two years before See, I, I was, uh, moved. I was Oregon. way off on my dates backstage. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's okay. Oh yeah, because it, it was after it was after my wedding. Yeah, because I flew yeah. out for your wedding. You flew for uh, yeah. an outfit that I've never tried to wear before or after that. Um, <laughs> and then I you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna try something. I'm out in Oregon. This is where all the cool people live. I'm gonna try something daring, and it was just like one of those like newsboy hats and a like a oh, yeah. a, a jacket and shorts. And I'm like, this <laughs> is a, a different look. And I'm, now I look back at his pictures. I'm like, what are you, what were you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I moved out to, well, well, I, I caught Mark off guard and he's, he's reminiscing about the fondest days of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, we moved out there and we connected a bunch. I don't even think we did like any comic book stuff out there. Did we? We didn't. It wasn't, it wasn't until you moved away. Like we both started getting into like reading comics again. And then we were on the phone. Like essentially it became once a week 
like for an hour or two just talking about comics on the phone. Like obviously we're fitting in like how's your day and all that and how's life, but our primary like conversation became about comics. And then we were both. Even hey, dude, I don't the, care. The I don't f- care about what you're doing. Like, tell me what you read this week, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, tell me about the Silver Surfer. I yeah. want to know what he's up to this week. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we just started like talking like through that. But then we we were also both doing like our own. I don't know. Search searching the soul podcasts. I don't know how to like phrase it to put that like blankly about both of ours. But like I, I had mentioned to you guys backstage, like. I have a degree in religious studies. Like, you know, we met in Bible school and like, we've been kind of like down that road. Um, but man, I totally lost where I was going with that. I distracted myself. I apologize. I think, I think it's Monk's fault. It's okay. Yeah. What, um, yeah. Me just sitting here just existing. It always is. It's, uh, I was watching him in the camera. No, but uh, we, you were talking about how we used to call each other on the oh, phone. Right, right. And, and that was like a little and bit we of had, that. And we had our own podcast going. That's what my point That's, was. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, at the end of the Came phone back. call, I would be like, hey, don't forget to check out my Instagram and give me a follow. And he's like, I don't know what you're saying. I don't understand this. I'm like, it's linked in the bio. Don't worry about it. Links in the bio. on the yeah. Check the links in the bio on the phone. That's how I'm going to end all my phone conversations now, too. Well. Well, one of the things that I think is cool about about both of our shows, and I was just listening to another uh, dude. Uh, I don't know if you guys know um, the dude who does Off Panel and Sketched. I was David Harper. He's okay, a comic yeah. book journalist, yeah. and uh, yeah. on his recent episode, he was just talking about how there's all this comic book, like you know, there's all these reviews sites and you know news sites everywhere, and he's like, you know, the one thing I never get to hear about though is why we love comics anymore. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think I I really enjoy about both of our shows is that, you know, that's kind of just what we're doing. Like, these are the stories we love and this is what we're talking about. So I just thought I'd ask you both, like, um, what is it about comic books you think you you love? Like, what is it about the medium that that, that makes you guys want to do a podcast about it? I just like we're both sucker for story and Mm -hmm. a good story can just prove some point of like, what it means to be human, what it means yeah. to be this or that moral, you know, just whatever. And you can just get so lost and wrapped up in a story. And like, I love comics because it is just sequential. You know, we've, we've all now talked about the number four, like just seems to tell like a pretty square, perfect story. In a, That's in a Monk's sense. thing, man. He really is yeah. setting a new trend on this. Hey, yeah. I just set it out into the ocean and just watched it just <laughs> drift onto all the shores. So again, I'm just a vessel. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And then the more and more that like we got into like talking with each other, that's when we started being like, oh yeah, like this, this creator, this writer, this person who does art like this, this person who writes, you know, uh, like I, like we talk about like uh, Jeff and maybe you guys can help us clear this up because we always say his last name wrong. Jeff Lemur, Lemire, Lemire, Lemire. Yeah, see, we're we're, right. having <laughs> yeah. we're, t- we're not the best the pronounces yeah, of names over best, here. Dude. So, um, but I'd say Lemire as well, and um, Ooh, that's yeah, just one. I, I follow uh, Kyle's lead on that just because he's been reading Lemire for so long, and it's one of his favorites. But um, yeah, we yeah. um, I, we apologize daily. Like, the resident <laughs> expert, quote unquote, has got his <laughs> name wrong. <laughs> yeah. We're um, just gonna have to get him on one of the podcasts and just be like, now for clarity's sake, 
That's a dream. Listen, we called you on here for one thing only. Like, what's, what's your, your last name? name? How do you pronounce it? And that's all we what's need. What's the etymology of it? <laughs> yeah. Let's go back in your family tree to see at some person at Ellis Island that spelled it wrong and they caused all the commotion. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. But you were talking about stories. Yeah. And so it's just like we started just chatting so much more about the people who make these stories and just you know, bantering about ideas of like how they even fell into these stories and why they created mm. it. And, yeah. you know, and then we got, then we just got to this point too, where it's like, we should just like be talking about this on like a podcast. Like, yeah. and just see if anybody else wants to join in on the conversation because like, I don't know, I guess that's just what drove our passion for like what we're doing with our podcast is just, we love talking about comics and we hope other people want to talk about them too. And just talk about, the effort that went into it and you know how much heart and soul like yeah like the artist did in just doing a certain line or yeah. drawing shading a certain way like the the like the more we talked about it the more we started falling in love with like not only the story but the details that are telling that story yeah so yeah for sure um monk one of the like so where does this leave you in terms of like one of the things i also really like about what you guys are doing is indie spotlights like i i I don't know what happened to me like my love started with marvel and like i still love marvel but i'm having a harder and harder time keeping up with it or feeling the the passion to keep reading marvel stories and i'm not throwing shade it's just some of these indie stories and kind of like um i just i I, can i call you mad you want me to call you like what should i say you can call (laughs) i so so I, I, I decided to start going with, with mad because uh, a lot of people have attempted to throughout my life because they are my initials. And like, yeah, so I was just like, you know, if, if, if he's going to have the fun name Monk, I should just have a fun name too. But yeah, you can call me mad. You can call me Mark. I'll respond okay. to both. Yeah, well, because Matt, we're going to call each other the uh, whatever. He's going to call me Tim, which is my real name. And I'm going right, to call yeah, him, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Mark. <laughs> I actually yeah. have uh, his name saved in my phone as Ace uh, because <laughs> oh. his for the longest time, he was Mark A and his last name on uh, on Facebook. And I always just assumed that it was Ace. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's when well, I get text messages from him. It's text from Ace. When you started that uh, story, I thought you were going to say tattooed on you. So I'm glad it went to uh, somewhere different. <laughs> no, but, I have a different buddy's name tattooed on me. If that's right. Uh, Why don't you have me tattooed on you, dude? <laughs> I will. <laughs> we got to make this happen. Let's do it. But Please Mark, do. one of the things I was curious about is like, what do you guys think about that? And especially in terms of, of what Mad Mark was saying. Um, in terms of story and, and the ability to, to capture some of these deep, meaningful things. Yeah. It's, I, I think the, one of the beautiful things about indie storytelling is that you have, the, you have so much more freedom in being like, mm-hmm. I want to tell whatever yeah. kind of story, you know, so you can tell really short, simple, one-off stories that are just like, kind of like specs, like what I imagine that to be is just like, here's just a fun, quick little view into a world. You know, or you can do something like Jeff Lemire's trying to do of uh, doing the the bone mythos orchard, of, yeah, yeah. like just being able to create or even as uh, something is killing the children, you know, you so you have the ability to create those larger worlds. I think where Marvel is falling down outside of the just clear push for trade paperback sales um, mm-hmm. is that they pigeonhole themselves into being like Spider-Man fights the vulture. 
and he fights Green Goblin and he wins and mm-hmm. he does this. And so there's nothing wrong with those things because they are great jumping off points into um, right. yeah, you know, yeah. indie comics. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even tell you, you know, I, I, I've been reading comics long enough now that it's like, I don't remember what it was like to get into comics. And, and mm-hmm. I, I know I have vague memories of like standing in type a one one looking at like these volumes and being like, okay, so there's the Avengers and it says number one on the side. Does that mean that that's the first ever yeah, <laughs> Avengers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, are those good stories? Cause they're from How the 60s, but these pictures don't look like they're from that time, you know? So it's, it's confusing, but they, they exist so that people are familiar with Batman and they have that foothold to be able to get into this uh, bigger world and to explore it, you know, and yeah. this has just popped in my head, like God bless any person that reads the X-Men, you know, cause it seems like it's the most Looking complicated. Looking at you, Ross. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the yeah. same thing. That's <laughs> off to you, you, buddy. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's just like the most, but at the same time, I couldn't imagine that something would be more rewarding when it's mm. good. You know what I mean? That's a good be- point. Yeah. Like because it. of the yeah. complexity of it and because there's so much history and narrative built into that whole thing. That's true. Um, so that's, that's fantastic. At the same time, uh, I just moved house of X off my wall because I'm, I don't have a degree in <laughs> whatever that you need to understand <laughs> the story because I don't, I don't, degree I don't understand yeah. it. It's, but it seems really cool. I like what they're doing. And like, I was reading uh, House of 97 or 93, whatever that was, like this, this spinoff of whatever. Ross, you can explain it to us. I would, I yeah. would love to know what let's, it is I read, but it was a great get, story. Let's get Ross on an episode where he could just explain X-Men and everything that's going on to us all. Make that would be story fantastic. time with Ross. I yeah, mean, story time with Ross. I like it. There you go. That's a podcast. I would listen to that because when, yeah. when he was on your podcast talking about the fourth man, that was like one of the best retellings of that story. He did so I've good. Yeah, that was right. Um, yeah, story time with Ross. I'm, I'm 100% we got to make it happen. That. Hey, before we move on, just this kind of popped into my mind because I know, Mark, you read a ton of Star Wars, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I love the Star Wars world. And um, yeah. like, I always want to find like a good jumping on point. Like I started, I think last year I started reading Crimson Rain. Yeah. And I was like, like, I don't know a lot of the, so yeah, all these so, characters. And so like, where's a good, like, where would you recommend a good jumping on point or just good stories in general to read? Like, yeah, no, that, that's, that's great. Um, and I, I'd be interested to hear uh, Monk jump in on this too. Cause he's, he's been catching up a lot, but yeah, like if you're jumping into Star Wars now, there's just so much more like comic Dude. book history to <laughs> yeah. what has happened since Disney took over. And like that's the thing that I wanted to like stay on top of. And like that's what got me like really going back into comics when uh um like when the pandemic hit. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, like I have nothing else to do. I'm not hanging mm-hmm. out with anybody. Like I'm just twiddling my thumbs. So I was just like, I'm just going to catch up on like everything canon Star Wars, like the Disney takeover. And the first thing I read was, uh, it was called Vader down. And I actually, I think I have it right here. 
Let me bust that. Wow, it keeps it on him at all times. Yeah. I know. He's going to pull this out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he's been waiting for this question, Ray. He I just have. happened to walk right into all it. All day. Dude, I've been, wanting to, I've been wanting to ask this question for so long because, like I said, I love the, everything Star Wars, but I just am like so lost sometimes when I'm getting in, especially yeah. with the comics, you know, and I'm just like, where do Man. I even start? Yeah. If anyone so in the world would have it, it would be on him. On this his, one right on here. Person. Wow. Yeah, I bought I bought this, I think, in 2014. Um, like right after they uh kind of announced the Disney takeover. Like I don't like I don't I don't know which happened first, but like I just saw this. It was advertised in some other Marvel comic I had picked up, and I was like, I want to read that. Um, and it's a collection, you know, it's obviously it's like it might have been a crossover between a couple other of the Star Wars comics going on, but it was just, it was, you know, a multiversal type event for Star Wars, I guess, at that time. And so that was a good place to start. But honestly, it's volume uh, two of Darth Vader is where I would tell people to start off at, which there it is. It's Shadows and Secrets. Now, this can't be it. This is wrong. No, I'm sorry, guys. Not this one. I'm Whatever right. the twenty, About the 2017 Darth Vader. Um, start there. Yeah, start there. Like that is a great place to start. Um, and then Volume One of Darth Vader starts off, I think, right after uh, A New Hope. But Volume Two picks up right after Episode Three, and so okay, you have two. Like your your first introduction to Vader from the past and then like Vader right when he leaves off when you find out he became Vader like the Vader as we know him and it's just super intense because like you get to see Darth Vader like in all his power and like what he was like becoming by going to the dark side but Monk picked up entirely somewhere else randomly and I don't remember was it was it just the regular Star Wars run yeah I just started with the the regular like mainstream Star Wars, and honestly, it's fantastic. If you're just looking for like good Star Wars stories, yeah like that's a hundred percent where it is there's uh this volume you're familiar with the uh the classic cinema film uh Rogue one mm-hmm. yes yeah 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 and uh i mean that's that's a fantastic film um so I mean. I would imagine that most people are interested in this have seen that by now. But in that movie, the planet Jetta gets hit with a, uh, you know, it te- the Death Star tests it out and it shoots the planet and it, it's uh, bad stuff happens. But in the comics, they go back to Jetta after all that happens. And there's this like weird death cult that's worshiping like the hole where the Death Star shot. And it's it's just really cool just to see kind of the overflow of this world into like other ways and just even in there's this line in oh god uh episode five um where they're in hoth and they're just they make like make this casual like just random statement about like oh the bounty hunter on such and such a planet and now in the comics they were able to do that and that that was really cool to see as well because it again it fills in this gap that was you know 30 years ago that they just set it up just George Lucas wrote down some nonsense on a piece of paper and then you know 30 years 40 years later somebody's making that into a comic that's yeah. that's pretty cool alright because I have a, um, over on in stock trades I have like a wish list set up 
and I have like all these Star Wars trades and omnibuses. I think I have a lot of Darth Vader stuff in there, so I'll have to look to see what yeah. I have. And before the I Darth put Vader it in my run cart. is definitely, yeah, it's very this is good. the one I was actually talking about. So this is volume one of the 2017, and it's called Imperial Machine. And like, okay, who wrote it? The first, uh, um, uh, uh, Charles Sewell or Sule. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He did okay. some good Star Wars stuff. Yeah, but no, the I first. I like him too. I'll yeah. show you the first. Uh, the first and uh, a billion genies, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, I know you guys don't go live, so you don't. Do you guys put this stuff up? Like images? not video, just audio. So this is like right at the end of episode three. You know, like he's just thinking about it, and then he after he's thought about everything that just happened, he's hopping oh, out of right. that thing, going no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's and a nice Darth that's, Vader voice too. I don't. Yeah. Monk, I loved if, it, if, dude. If the if the comic book <laughs> podcast thing doesn't work out, yeah, I, I think it, uh, dude. I'm, I'm coming for you, uh, James Earl Jones, or some uh, like smooth jazz. I think I could see that going down. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. uh, this is a complete tangent. Uh, feel free to cut this out. But I've always wanted to make like a jazz record just with mouth noises of just being like <laughs> bebop jazz. Yeah. Let's do it. But uh, yeah, let's do it. The let's four of us—we can be an acapella jazz band. Oh <laughs> yeah. my goodness! It's the about jazz the jazz layer. <laughs> the, uh, the jazz box <laughs> or pals? What are we? What are we called? Oh no! Uh, the jazz board great. pals. The jazz board pals. <laughs> the jazz board pals. The oh my jazz, goodness! Now nah, it can't be pals. It's got to be something. Jazz What's board. A, anyways, jazz board. Trying chums. to think of. I don't know. I don't know. What's a fun well, jazz word for friend? What do we? What do you say we get into some of our favorite reads from the week? Heck that yeah. works for me. I'm curious who here has read Lost Years so far. Uh, Not I think just, me. I think just me. I've read it. I know. I've read, read it. it. Oh yeah. yeah. Are you guys? What do you guys it? think? Sorry, Monk. I'm not purposely trying to leave you out. It's okay. I'm gonna just sit here and cry <laughs> for a little bit. Did you read uh, la- the Last Ronin though? No. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, Monk, you didn't read through it. Monk, Sorry. are you not a TMNT guy? Is that I am. Going? It was just more of that, like, uh, I two didn't years have it took to come out. The, right. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. I, I, I'm non-committal. It's a fault of mine, and it's just like if you're gonna make me wait that long in between issues, it has to be really good. And apparently, it was. But because I guess I didn't jump on from the get-go that it wasn't. But it was one of those things, and I'm sure this has been said about this that I'm like when I see like it and it says new at my comic book shop and it says number three and I'm like, I swear this has been out like <laughs> since I was watching this as a child. Um, this has been in development since then. But anyways, I would love to hear you guys talk about it though. Not that, you, the other one. What'd you guys think uh, in terms of uh, where it started up from the end of last Ronin and everything? I, I mean, yeah, like it. Cause let me two, ask you this question before yeah, you get into it. Yeah. Did you or did you not like the dialogue for the new baby turtles? Because <laughs> I was not a fan, man. Ray looks like this has been a conversation that's been yeah. had uh, prior yeah. to this. Yeah. No, I, I was, I'd, I'd say if there's one one thing that definitely gives it a negative, it was that, that dialogue. It was just like, can we just get through this? Yes, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but that was the only shortfall, like you said. I thought other other than that, it was great. But I'm curious what you guys thought of of Mikey's kind of story leading into Last Ronin. 
Yeah, I I guess for me it's just like I hadn't read a Ninja Turtles comic in a while. I mean, last like I think it'd been probably close to eight years since I last was like pulling a Turtles comic. And when that one came out and I found out what it was, it's like, oh, this sounds cool. But I didn't really know if there was anything that happened before. Like I don't I've never read a comic where the turtles have, have died. Right. You know, yeah. And there's only one left. And so it's like, oh my gosh, so this is like the end we've all been like wondering about. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, Last Ronin was absolutely fascinating. And but yeah, so this this new one, it's just like it picks off where you know, April O'Neil and her daughter were where you left them at the end of Last Ronin. But then you're also going back to what Mikey went through. Like, at least we're getting the beginning of it, of what Mikey went through to get to a place where he had to actually come back and like finish the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, it seems like a really good start to me. And I have no doubt that it's just going to be a great series because. I don't know. It kind of it. It almost feels like it is prequely, but it, it feels like Darth Vader prequely to me to bring him back in for no reason at all. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, dude. I would have to agree with you that I um, the toddler stuff with the little turtles I thought was weird. Um, th- there was like the flashback inside of a flashback. Do you mean like there was toddlers yeah. and they had little turtles or the little turtle? The toddlers? turtles were toddlers. The turtle, turtle yeah. toddlers, you say? <laughs> My goodness. Because I think at, at the end of Last Ronin, there is a scene that shows like some new yeah. turtles in the same. Like in an incubator. Yeah. And so yeah. it's just like, oh, obviously there's going to be some new turtles. But I just personally don't know if the world's ready. To move I don't on know to if the like world's the, ready, like, man. No, I don't think I, Ray's not ready. I'll I'm tell you ready. that much. I'm yeah. not ready for that. Like, yeah, I just think it's got. I mean, I'm not reading any like the the current turtle run at all. Um, yeah, but it's really good. After the end of the like, I'm reading uh, Saturday Morning Adventures. That's about it. But like the the current run, I'm not reading. Um, but yeah, I just can't, I don't know if I could do a. It'll just will be. I don't know. You never know. But anyways, this story, um, I like seeing Mikey, just all the stuff he's going through, his struggles, like his, um, like he just wants to give up, you know, but he ha- he has Splinter's journal, which is really rad that he's going through. And um, yeah. I don't know, just all the emotions he was going through was pretty gnarly to see. Um, but then at the end, like we get that, like, you know, he still wants to fight, you know, he sees that village. And um, so I don't know. It was a good start, though. I liked it. Yeah. You know what I'm in? I think it's the best I've ever read. I agree. (laughs) Just hands down. You know what? I love the turtle, the toddler turtle. Toddler (laughs) Toddler turtles, dude. (laughs) I thought it was the best. I can't believe you guys are talking down to it. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) But, um, Kyle, what do you think overall, dude? Uh, First of all, I love the artwork, but there was a couple times, a couple panels of like Mikey's face when he was all beat up. I was like, dang, dude, that looks nuts. He's got the like big old like eyebrow thing all swollen up. I thought it was great. I thought the flashback and within a flashback where mm-hmm. Splinter is talking to him, like trying to get him back up into the fight was a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too much confusing. Not like I couldn't figure it out, but like I thought it could have probably been done a little bit smoother. But all in all, dude, I loved it. I loved I loved getting to see where, you know, 
how Michelangelo started this story and kind of what's going on and getting to, to build out that world a little bit more is really cool because I love it so much, a little bit more of a mature turtle. And mm-hmm. um, I will say I was shocked, man, when Mikey just took some dudes out with that. With that and yeah. I didn't see it coming. I was like, whoa, uh, I didn't know. So that was surprising. Yeah. And I think my first thoughts were actually like, I didn't think Mikey had it in him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But- yeah. And yeah, it was cool. I mean, Go ahead. Like, like growing up with like, yeah, the Saturday morning morning cartoon version of the turtles. It's like you never saw them like stab people. Yeah. But I mean, you got it like, you know. Monk out of context. I just want to <laughs> be in Monk's mind right now. <laughs> you just never Tur- see him stabbing. And then I just imagine like this really graphic, like him just standing over with a sword, just like just punching it into a like a bloody corpse. You're hearing about us talking about turtles stabbing people, toddler turtles. And there's incubators. The incubators more is the one that caught me off guard because I'm just like, is it the same DNA? Is it, did they go back and find the same There's a lot we don't know yet, Monk. There's a lot we don't know yet, man. I bet the foot clamps behind it. If I had the, if I had the wager my weasel, I'd say the foot clamps involved. (laughs) Fair guess. I think it's a, it's a great start to the series and, uh, I just love being here. So, like I said, I'm, I'm all in. But the did you like the great. Did you like the villain's name? What was his name again? I keep forgetting. Uh, it was like Death Worm so or excited. something like that. Death, death Worm. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was Death Worm. Huh? I wasn't crazy about Death Worm. I wasn't I crazy about Death Worm either. What did he look oh, like? Yeah. Just the Death Worm. We didn't get to see him yet. Uh, yeah. No, well, and it's just like you kind of got the context of like the the clan tattoo. Like, you know, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, like, <laughs> what is that? And then the big reveal is it's death a death worm. <laughs> really? And the he, dude he killed from that, from that clan, man, like, what made it more gnarly is it really seemed like in that panel, like, with the facial expression, like, <laughs> he didn't seem like the worst of the worst dudes. And I was just like, oh, it, my it was very much like a taser face type moment. You taser know? face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, y'all fear Taser Face. Your name's Taser Face. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Parts. I think Death Worm's cool. This so this is going back to my uh, my point about like Marvel. At least they're trying something. I mean, that was the the really cool thing with uh, Chip Zdarsky's Batman. That uh, you know they he introduced uh, to me that new villain of I'm a computer who was set up to destroy you. I don't know yeah. its name, um, but yeah, I think that it's really cool when when they try to add new things to old yeah. stuff, instead of just, again, like I said earlier, just reintroducing a new version of splinter yeah. or whatever. It's like, yeah. if you want to keep these characters like fresh fail and new, don't just bring, maybe don't bring the incubated turtles or do, I don't know. <laughs> I've never yeah. written anything worth a note. And, uh, but yeah, I think you so, want to so. keep them new, like bring in that energy that was there in the first place that like got people hooked of just like that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that pig has sunglasses on. And I think that's cool. That's that right. worm is about <laughs> death. Um, about that worm. Uh, kind yeah. of via what you just said, I, I kind of just made the connection of like the introduction of these baby turtles, I guess, in a way of what Monk's saying is like when Iron Man had roller skates. <laughs> That's kind of what I. That's kind of what I, I think. That's exactly up. what I'm saying. I think that's what Monk was trying to say. And it just didn't come out right. right out of my mouth. <laughs> what about you, Monk man? What, what What are you stoked about that you got into this week? You want me to uh, talk about a, a comic that I think what you should do is talk about a comic that none of us have read. 
Actually, and you can just monologue for gotta, ten minutes gotta, since you had to sit there. I gotta that's say one thing. Uh oh, Ray, What's can you that? hold up your cover of Last Drive? Oh my, yeah, the my Eastman cover. Man, I wish I I like this is my like uh, my fault is that I never look at the variants before they come out. I just like yeah, just give me cover A or whatever, and that ugh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I had cover A in my pole box and um, the sh- my local shop that I go to, they're super cool. And I was like, I'm switching this one out. And they had like yeah. two left of this one. And like, everybody's picking that cover. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good cover. Should, Before got the it. end of the night, we're going to have to see the cat monk. You can't just keep it hidden forever. <laughs> it's over there. Are, are, can you hear it snoring yet? Like, I don't know. If, uh, I heard it at one point go. Meow. Yeah, it's um, sitting over there in its little spot, and it, don't worry, it'll fall asleep, and it'll start, uh, <laughs> it'll start snoring because I don't know why. Um, but I actually, so I got into this comic, I think back in either uh, May or June, somewhere, somewhere early summer of uh, twenty twenty two. This came, issue number one came out of this, but uh, Rad Wraith from mm. uh, Black Caravan. I think I, I was really stoked part. on this when it first came out because I was a big skateboarder in the early yeah, the 2000s and dude, it's yeah. so good. Um, and it's the story is just a simple one of a, a kid who wants to join like this skating gang and they're like, nah, you're a loser. And if you want to <laughs> get in, <laughs> they just said it to a point yeah. blank like that, huh? Dude, I, I could, I, I mean, Probably like it was pretty, it was, it was pretty close to that. They jump right into like, I'm pretty sure like they're the, like this, the spirit that's kind of like narrating, it just kind of pops up and then they're just like, look at this loser. And then, uh, they just kind of zoom in on him. And, uh, so yeah, he's trying to join the skater gang and, um, they're like, yeah, if you want to be a part of us, you got to go drop in on the old such and such a ramp that's, that's haunted and that, you know, it kills kids. And uh, it's like, okay, well, this seems problematic that you're just sending this kid off to to die, essentially. And uh, that's what happens. The kid tries to drop in. He hits a nail and just falls and his face kind of comes off. But a spirit comes up (laughs) out of the half pipe and possesses the young boy and uh, fixes them all up and and drags them home. They actually bury him in a shallow grave, which is kind of sad because then his mom yells at him for getting mud in the house. Um, but is this like pet uh, cemetery, but with skateboards? Yeah. It's like skateboard <laughs> cemetery. Um, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So, so he, they, uh, there's, they start tracking down and by say, I say they, the boy and the spirit kind of together is this weird, you know, demonic skateboarding ghost thing. He, uh, tracks down like members of this gang and, uh, take them out one by one and kind of just use their bodies as skateboards. Uh, and that's kind of how, like, they, they, he does the deed of ending their lives. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I picked up issue two because, uh, on comics or not comics, not comicsology, somewhere it said that issue number three was coming out. So I was getting really stoked. And then this week came and gone and issue three didn't come out. Like, not even anywhere close to coming out from what it looks like. But, hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is kind of very last Ronin. It was just taken forever that's to come out. To say. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so maybe I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. Just being like, ah, I don't got time for the last Ronin. But that's just me being a hipster and just being like, no, nah, I'll wait for this really indie exclusive thing to come out forever. But yeah, I, I really love it. If you're like interested in 
kind of that early like 90s skate culture and just cool Can like you show piercing. me the cover again yeah absolutely um i yeah, the cover's definitely uh, recommend getting into this the yeah just the the dynamic between them is really cool i think it's going to be a short one too because they're going through members of the gang pretty quickly There's so i would imagine cover too yeah that is cool did you read it mark Matt? no no so you know that uh you know that stack of comics that uh just sits there that you like you want to get to but you just never have yep this is i don't have one of those i read everything i get yeah i i i buy more than i need yeah (laughs) listen all three of you when i listen to all three of you speak about the amount of things that you consume in a week and the fact that you all have children i'm just out here living my childless life and i'm just like you got a cat cat. (laughs) yeah that's asleep and so well that's my that sounds rad i was trying to see if i could find it on comiXology but i'll have to see if i can pick up the uh Paperback. You can just you can just order that straight from uh, Scout. Is yeah. it a Scout? Yeah. So Black uh, Caravan, uh, yeah. Black Caravan is like a the uh, adult offshoot of Scout. They put out this comic mm. that Mark and I really really loved called uh, "We Don't Kill Spiders." Was oh, that yeah. what it was? Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was yeah. It was a tale about uh, this Viking village and this witch that they had and this this monster that was coming through a village and dealing with all of that fun stuff. Do you ever feel like when you're telling uh, about a comic book that you feel like a child explaining like a video game or a movie that they saw or something like that? You're yes. like, and then there right. was like a pow and, uh-huh. and there was this girl and she was, but she wasn't the bad girl. She was the good girl or whatever. Do, do your significant others, uh, however that may work itself out, read comic books or appreciate them at all? I think she appreciates that I appreciate them. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm just curious. Uh, my, my, if I ask sweetly with a, a loving look in my eye, my girlfriend will read comics with me, especially like yeah. if they're like something that is a, relevant to her. But I don't, do you guys remember Empire that came out that was a Marvel, like a big crossover event? Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with a Y? Yeah. She re- we read that together and it was pretty much just spent the whole time just being like, what? Like, <laughs> um, just very like, because those crossover events, there's so many comics going in between the main story and those main stories are just like speedballing all of those side stories into like one thing. And that get like, not to, not to, you know, speak poorly of those things. It's again, we just had fun. We were, we went camping and I brought them with, and we just sat around a campfire. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So just the way you were, you were saying you, sometimes you feel, you know, like a toddler when you explain that. I, I feel that way every day when I'm talking to my wife, she's like, how'd the show go? I'm like, good. We were talking about this book and I'm looking at her and she's watching TV now. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I definitely realized in the middle that I'm like, oh, this is why I have a podcast. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. so you don't have to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ray? What'd you get into this week, man? Um, I would say the favorite, my favorite thing I got into is this bad boy. Um, I don't oh, know if anybody it? else is reading this. Um, Once Upon a Time yeah. at the End of the World from what Jason issue Ray. is that? Three. Three. It's another okay, boom book. So boom, boom, boom. There, I did it. Am I? <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> no problem. I've been trying not to say that on my podcast. So thank yeah. God I was able to do it here. It's so funny because last week I logged in and instead of putting Ray down here on like my little screen, it was boom, boom, boom. And (laughs) right when I logged in, Kyle was just cracking up. 
Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, so I actually picked up, uh, Kyle and I were talking about this because I wanted to get into that as well as uh, It's Only Teenage Wasteland. Yeah. Um, and I read both of them, issue number one, and I preferred drum roll. We already know. We already uh, know. Which one do you think it is? It's only Teenage Wasteland. Yep. But it starts out. It starts out really cool. It does start out really cool. Yeah. But not to, not to cut you off, Ray. Continue. I'd love to hear no, about this yeah, one no, that, that I said story, I'm less interested in. This story is probably <laughs> my favorite read so far. Like um, this year, um, this issue was really rad. The the relationship between the two characters, like they're so opposite, mm-hmm. but now you see like. Like Mezzi is starting to kind of relax more, where and Maceo or Mace, he's starting to he's starting to kind of like get this whole survival thing kind of not down, but yeah. like kind of get a little bit, I guess, more in line with uh, Mezzi. But then there's a crazy like a crazy scenario they come across. I won't spoil it for anybody if you guys are reading it. That um, I don't know, throws Mace off big time, I think, and kind of puts it another like throws Mezzi off too. Yeah, like puts a damper in their like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. relationship. And so um, let me let me ask a question about this. At at the end of the first issue, there's kind of a time jump. Not kind yeah, of, there's a there's a yeah, definite yeah. time jump. Is the like issues two and three are there kind of time jumps like that again? I don't I'm, remember two having the jump, but three does have a jump yeah, again. Yeah. Because I am a, a fan of jumping in time like that especially uh, if you can tell the story well um because uh like behold uh behold behemoth that's mm-hmm. uh, another uh boom studios one that i i'm just loving and that's very like just jumping around from different time periods and i i think it's really cool when it's done well when it's done poorly it's just like now what's happening i'm yeah, it's, yeah. you have to there has to be a difference in the art i think you, yeah i think that's the always the biggest and best key giveaway um if it's just like looks the same, you're just like, what? But it's cool. Okay, so I'm going to have to keep going with both of these bad boys probably. Yeah, no, there's another... I, I think issue two didn't have a, a time jump, but this one does at the end again, and it's... Gnarly. It's rad, yeah. It's Woo. like... Okay. It's it's super rad. So I won't nice. spoil it then if you're going to keep reading it. It's, it's cool. But that's probably my favorite read, read of the week. I did read Chew, volume two. I don't know if you guys have read Chew at all. Uh, I listened one? to a podcast about it one time. Does does that count? It's like listening to an audio book and saying you read the book, except yeah, it's different. Yeah, no, that counts. No, two volume two. It's this dude. He um, whatever he eats, he can basically get the bat. Like if he eats an apple off an apple tree, he knows what tree it came from. Like what pesticides, who grew it. So like, or if he bites like a human, he can know like get all kinds of stuff. And so he's a detective. Uh-huh. Um, in this world, like it's volume one starts out like chicken is outlawed. So no one can eat chicken. <laughs> and, um, so he's just a, like a, a street cop at this time. And they're, they're like trying to bust like all these people that are like selling chicken on the black market. And, um, anyways, he, he, um, gets fired being a cop in, in volume one and he starts working for the FDA. And, um, I think he's called a cybopath is what they're called. Cause there's only like three of them in, in the whole world. And this, him and this other dude that work at the FDA can both do it. And so it kind of follows his story in issue or volume one. And then volume two, it's like, um, I think it's called like Chew International or something. He goes to this island and he's investigating this fruit that came out of the middle of nowhere that tastes like chicken. 
And this dude that is lives on this island is trying to get like all these chefs to like basically make his island like world famous for for food because everybody misses real chicken, but it's outlawed everywhere. <laughs> and so he goes on this crazy. It's wild. Like it's a I'm, so. I'm, I'm looking at it on a. We talked about this recently because uh, somebody that did the art of that. Rob Guillory. Rob, yeah. He puts out something recently. I can't remember. Mosley. Mosley. Oh, yeah. I just just, uh, bagged and boarded Mosley this evening. So he does the art on Chew. Yeah, he does. Oh, you got to hop on Mosley. Yeah, Yeah, hop on Mosley. He he does the art on (laughs) Chew. He does... Just hop on him. Just hit him in yeah. the head with the hammer. Remember? Remember Ray from our podcast? <laughs> Just smack some heads with some hammers. That's okay. They're wearing a helmet. Anyways. That was a he cut does, from uh, our episode. What does he do? He does art on Chew. He does farmhand. He does everything on farmhand. Art and he he writes it. And then he does uh he just writes Mosley. But um, yeah, it's it's way wilder than Volume One, but it's still super cool. I think it, they're free on Comicsology right now. Um, Chew is, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, at least I know out. I know Volume Two is. Um, I don't know about Volume One, um, but Volume Two is on there. I'm sure Volume One's got to be on there. If volume Two is, but yeah, check it out. It's yeah. a it's a crazy story, but it's so well done. The art is hilarious. Like. Rob throws all these like funny like tidbits in the background, just like in farmhand. It's hysterical. <laughs> I'm looking I at actually the picked up a farmhand. Sorry, Did Mark, you? I cut you off. No, you're fine. Have you read it yeah. yet? No. It was one of those times where my comic book shop was having a sale, and I'm just like, this looks like it's good. Dude, but, farmhand uh, yeah, was I, rad. I liked farmhand a lot. Yeah, I, I didn't get to listen to the episode that you guys talk about it on your B.O. dub. Look at me pulling all these deep references That's what I'm to the comic book there. And uh, yeah, because I'm like, I, I want to know this story. I do want to read it eventually. It's it's very deep into that that pile of I'll get to eventually, but I will get to it eventually. Yeah, let me know when you read it. Um, I want to see what you think because I loved it. All right. I'll, I'll pick it up too. I feel like, yeah, Mark, we haven't heard from you in a while. What are you doing over there, bud? How's, how's I'm looking at all the covers of Chew. Yeah, like, the wow. art in Chew is so, it's so yeah. good. No, it's good. Wow. Yeah, no, the, the covers are amazing. I'm definitely going to get into that. Um, are you guys reading Saga? Uh, I, I actually s- just started. Oh, okay. Like, I'm in the same um, boat. Yeah, I just I think I just finished Volume 1, mm. and I'm a little bit into Volume 2. Um, Monk, I one time had a dream, and it was <laughs> similar to a. Uh, it was similar to a location in Saga, and that's the trippiest thing. That's a, a, one of the things that's ever happened to me was I was reading through <laughs> Saga one time. And I don't want to say the place because it's going to make me sound like an awful person. But uh, <laughs> Is it the place from Volume One. Yeah, I think you probably know. <laughs> I've had a. I had a dream that was similar to that place. And uh, and I and I was reading it. I'm like, huh, this must be a like extraterrestrial place that exists beyond human thought. You're abducted. Uh, yeah, maybe I got abducted into the saga world. I really you and Brian loved, K. Vaughn uh, were abducted to the same place. <laughs> um, that would be a, a, a fun fun. Well, uh, anyways, yeah. Um, I yeah, I read. I'm probably the first three volumes, maybe. Uh, it was, but. It was so, it's so good. It's so definitely good. one of those things that just want to like mainline and just consume the whole thing. 
yeah it's it's super unique like i just i love the different like i don't know variations of cultures that are just like at war and then I'm mm-hmm. still trying to understand like the robot people. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they- <laughs> it takes a little bit to figure them out. Yeah. But I love the, the newest one came out. I won't mention it since we're not there yet, but it was definitely the best one since they've come back. I thought the first arc when they came back was just, eh, but mm. this one was, was really good. I, I forget which number 61, 60, I think. Yeah. So it was on yeah, the, 61. it was on the keys list this week. And I, uh, yeah. I saw it at my shop and I was like, I, 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 I'm at my limit for the week, so I can't. <laughs> Another one I think both of you guys would probably like. I don't know if you heard me talk about it before, uh, but that Black Cloak by Kelly Thompson, uh, Image puts mm. it out. I, really I don't even cool. think I've seen this like at my shop or anything. Yeah, not a lot of shops were carrying it. I, I had to get it on Comixology. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, who, what enticed me? Sell yeah, me I'm on like, this. Dude, it's super cool. Do you like detective stuff at all? Because I love detective yes. stuff. Yeah. So, did you read bylines in blood yes yes that was so uh, i think that was in my top 10 yeah like i think it was year. you're right yeah, yeah yeah um i loved it and uh so it's kind of it kind of starts there the main character is a detective and but what's cool about it is it kind of reminds me of saga because it's got this fantasy sci-fi element to it where there's all these different like i don't know the right way to ever put this stuff but i i guess different races different does that work? As different beings. Oh, different. you 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 posted about this. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I and, read uh, I read the preview on Comicsology. Like you know, if you're just like download the preview, yeah. like I read that yeah. the preview. It's so good, dude. And uh, one of the royals from one of the from she's kind of an outcast. Look at me doing such a good job. I read this two <laughs> weeks ago, and this is about as good as I can do. So bear with me. Uh, <laughs> she's kind of an outcast from her race. Gosh, I'm tired of saying that word. Is there a different word I can use? I don't think so. And uh keep talking, I'll look up I'll look up words. Yeah. Yeah. And uh anyways, so she's tasked with kind of finding out how and why he killed and it's just building out this world and uh, all these different classes. There we go. There and go. um like we're playing Skyrim. It's great. Uh, that's a very quick <laughs> sort of thing, but I think you can get it right now for like two bucks on Comicsology. So check it out. Okay. Yeah, if it's I like one thing that is enticing about Comicsology is all all of its faults and whatnot set aside, um, and even the company it's connected to set aside. It's there's a lot of like just one ninety nine or like one seventy nine, you know. So like, yeah. e- what I've been trying to use Comicsology for is to read those first issues and mm-hmm. be like, oh, this seems like interesting enough for me to pick it up at my shop. Yeah. You know, yep. I think that yeah. that's like a healthy relationship with with Comicsology. You know, yeah. but yeah. I also you know wouldn't mind just having some trade paperbacks in there, just the ones that I love. You know, like uh, you can bring with you wherever you're going. I yeah. could bring him like I could. It could be like Mark with Darth Vader at any point in time. Yeah, just, just ask him back comic. I love just <laughs> bringing them all on road trips with myself. Just in case, like, do I want to read Darth Vader right now? Oh uh, yeah, I got it right here. Do you guys do this when you go on? Uh, I know Ray, you just went on a trip recently. Do you guys bring more comics than you could possibly consume? Like yes. if I'm like if I was in a four day of my normal life, the I amount bring of like comics. Seven yeah, trades. like. I'm not, I'm not reading that many no, comics. I bring one. I'll bring one trade. Like if I go on vacation with the family or my like just do whatever, I'll just bring one one trade usually. That's it. Man, yeah. you're very uh you have discipline because I yeah. just bring like everything 
Like I'll well, bring dude, like everything I'm, on my. I'm one thing you need list. to know about Ray. I'm packing a car of, very with five. Yeah, I'm packing a car with five people, one toddler, two teenagers. <laughs> like I don't have room to. <laughs> my wife would yeah. throw them out the window that- as we're driving down the highway. <laughs> That's not a bad way to do it. You take one one trade paperback with you, like something you've been wanting to read, and then if yeah. you finish that, you can just yeah go to the the digital sources and yeah, yeah. read that way if you and need to. Let me ask you guys a question. Cause Kyle and I have this, like um, not a debate, but we have this like dilemma. Fight. Like, are you oh. guys like, um, like what do you guys like, uh, like ratio of digital reading to, to um, like physical books, singles, trades? Like, what do you guys usually. Can oh, I just, can, can I fill this out a little bit? Yeah. I live in orange County, California. It's so freaking expensive here i live in a literally like a 920 square foot home with a family and two dogs no <laughs> garage i have nowhere to store these things yeah, so it's yeah. constantly a struggle yeah. and i like my bedroom is filled with bookshelves and just stacks of those like plastic little like short boxes yeah and my wife just looks at me like i don't think this is gonna keep working out and it's like me or the comic books type situation and i gotta figure something out <laughs> Yeah, and I'll say too, like my wife is, um, I wouldn't say like minimalist, but like we, and even me too, to a point, like we're, we don't like clutter, like, you know, keep it simple. And like my, like I have books laying around all over the place. Like they're on the coffee table, they're on the kitchen table, they're on my yeah, nightstand. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, get these out of here. And yep. um, so it comes to a point where, because I love single issues. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. a sucker for covers and I, yeah. I love buying the singles. I love going to my local shop and, um, you know, it'll, it'll get to a point where my wife's like secretly throwing them out when I'm at work or something. You know? <laughs> Man, I would be so mad if that happened. So all, all of my comics from my childhood, my mom did that too. She just threw mm. them out. And that was like, yeah. you know, death of Superman era. Like I had, I had one still in like the black casing that was unopened and still had the ribbon inside it's somewhere in a dump in Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so potatoes. but yeah, no, I've, uh, I've, I'm trying to get into like trading in my town. It's something I'm trying to like start talking with other comic book people about. Did you um, hear my idea? Kyle's I thought it was a great idea. That. What's what's the idea? We gotta set up some something like this, like online. Uh, yeah, but like not, system. but like not charging people. Like literally, just uh, like, hey, I've got this. I don't have room to keep it anymore. What do you got? Let's do an even swap. Yeah, it's gonna be some type of honor system too. Like, hey, but, I'm but send you have this. to understand too. Like, I like single issues and stuff too. I'm literally a hundred percent straight a reader. I don't care about you know variants all that much. I have a yeah. couple. So I'm just like, you can have these. I'm done reading them. I want to read something new and I can't keep these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan of I I like using digital to just kind of burn through things. Yep. Like to just jump on Comixology and just being like I did this with the boys uh a couple months back. I just jumped on Comixology and I was like, oh God, this is terrible. And I just read the whole thing. Not terrible in like a bad way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, yeah, yeah. but just like, what am I doing yeah. myself? And kept, you know, just sliding and just being like, this is fantastic. Um, the emotions <laughs> I had while consuming this. But uh yeah, I I too have that issue of loving uh singles. Um I'm trade paperbacks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on. 
<laughs> there's there's some hot it's ones in my area. It's probably easier than loving the the, the married ones, I think. <laughs> well, oh boy. I'm going to keep this as, uh, as blue yeah, as yeah. I can. Let's just or, keep not going. blue. Anyways. Um, yeah, so... I'm a big fan of comic books and their uh oh what's a better word than single? We just we keep running out of uh good I think words. it's all right. We'll let but, uh, we'll let it pass now. <laughs> yeah. No, so I'm a big fan of singles, um, but trade paperbacks kind of only entice me if they're on sale, which is yeah, I feel yeah. bad saying that, but um yeah. it's you know, I'm I'm only gonna get a it's nice to have those individual issues to just have the different covers to just be able to experience like just holding a comic book. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's, it's, you know, Stanley has that great quote about it, which I won't say, but you can, you can Google Stanley comic book quotes. And I'm sure there's a lot of them. (laughs) I'm sure the man had plenty of things to say about comics, but it does feel great to just be able to hold a single issue in your hand and just being Mm -hmm. like, this is the tradition of how like this has been consumed since, Mm -hmm. you know, for over a hundred years now of just people holding these, you know, little books in their hands of with fun little pictures and stories inside. Yeah. All right. It used to be longer though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And like actually had like one story within, uh, yeah. like you go back, I don't know if you've ever done this, but gone back and read some of the old Avengers comics. And they're, they're a lot of fun because they're just like, here's Kang. He's going to show up. He's going to sh- try to shoot you with a ray. He didn't get you. Oh, wow. Neat. And then like, that's what happened. <laughs> And you're like, I don't need, you didn't need to sell me five or six issues. 10 to tell issues this story. now. Yeah yeah. 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 And like, well, that's, Come and again, on, Jeff like, Lemire. I'm stepping back up on my, oh, don't get me on that soapbox. I'm going to step over to a different soapbox and say, you know, it's, it's, it's going back to like you, they were able to produce so many Spider-Man villains and so many stories because they were just like, well, here's the vulture. Here's the rhino. Here's whoever, you know, just constantly having people mm-hmm. coming and going instead of just being like we're gonna pull out this arc as long as we possibly can you know i was on the amazing spider-man and in, in, in the background you know the a lot of these are the amazing spider-man but i'm pretty sure the entire thing that my finger's going over is just all like the same story and there's trade paperbacks in there there's just like following one one story it's like man there's just just give me more. You know, Spider-Man's such a great character. There's so many good characters, but why are you just make like dragging it out so far? You know? Yeah. But what do I know? All right. I'm sorry for the, the side rant there, but I just, That's that was fine. just a question. We talk about it all the time. Literally, I'll call, every time I get off work, I'll call him and be like, <laughs> dude, I'm sick of, you know, something. Just piling that, you up. Know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, anyways, yeah, it's all good. I mean, I look at mine and I like, yeah, I mean, that's what I was doing to keep myself awake while we were uh, getting ready for this was just sitting there <laughs> and just organizing them into piles that I'll never read, pile that I want to read and yeah, then yeah. things that I have read, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, so, well, I mean, but again, it's like, it's so on our last episode, uh, we were talking about this comic Darkland uh, that came out with uh, from Scout Comics a couple of weeks ago. And I bought it when it came out just because it looked interesting. And then it just sat on my pile for the longest time. And I just picked it up because I was like, this looks interesting. And I bought it for a reason. And I read it and I'm like, this is a fantastic story. I cannot wait for issue number two. And so, yeah, it's, but then sometimes like I'll buy an issue one, you know, you read it and you're just like, "Mm, not for me. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I hope somebody out there finds this and that they love it, you know, but yeah, yeah. um, yeah. 
it's isn't that a great feeling when you find a like number one that like just you're like oh this is gonna <laughs> be like just you, it's not like some from somebody you know or just you pull it off the shelf and it's just like a I know, nice I know like exactly nice what you're little talking treat. About. What would be the last one for you? What was this? And now I'm and now I'm leading the show here. What's everyone's <laughs> uh like last comic that last number one that they picked up that was like oh this reinvigorated comics for me. Or something mm. like that. Mm. Oh, oh! I stumped, I stumped the That's panel. That's a tough one, yeah. Like, how recent are we talking? Whatever. However you want to go. Whatever your heart's telling you. Uh, for me, it was Saga. When I, when I first picked up Saga, uh, that got me all the way back in, 100% all yeah. in. Um, I would say Saga. Wow. Man, this is pulling. You guys are going. You guys are digging deep going, into the mines. Real deep, yeah. I don't know. There's so many good stories where I like. And the first time I read Sweet Tooth. Mm, Sweet Tooth was oh, a good one. I yeah. haven't read Sweet yeah. Tooth. Yeah. Sweet I Tooth watched all but the I, season I finale of the it. show. Dude, the show Did you was like it? good too. Uh, start, I was starting the comic. Um, I'm trying to remember because it, it was like, it was a late night and it was one of those, it's like, oh man, I should probably read this. And it was one of those nights where like you're awake for no reason at all. And then you finally fall asleep. I fell asleep, like reading it. And I don't even think I got through like the first like five pages, but I was just trying to like find something to do. But I really just like, remember kind of how like childish the art is for, and like how fitting it is from the story as I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is, it's something that's on my list, but it's, probably going to be like because i think i still have it downloaded on my comiXology and i just haven't gone back to it but i should i'm going really to good. i'm going to do it for you <laughs> <laughs> i need I'll to read it. i haven't even read it all either um i've watched season one in its entirety season two is about to come out soon sometime in the first quarter of this year i think is this you guys actively trying to dodge Monk's question? I feel like you got it. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard question. I, dude, there's so many books that the number ones I was like, and, and I'm just trying to think of how the whole story went. Like, I don't know. Well, don't think They're, about the whole story. Think about the that first one, that that initial, that first kiss of mm. me. Like, I'm thinking about, I mean, I'll just list off another one. Uh, know Your Station <laughs> was recently uh, one of those that I picked up and I was just like, this is just good storytelling. Like yeah. the art I, works I, really well. <laughs> like the, the did, Mark, did you ever pick that up? I, uh, I ordered them today. Wow. This is, yeah. A, this I, is I told you I was going to wait for the trade paperback and, uh, here we go back to the whole single issue thing. I just, I can't, can't stop. Maybe we I can can't. like get a, uh, <laughs> what are those things called a storage unit together somewhere in middle America yeah, yeah. and we'll just <laughs> ship them there. What's the most middle? We'll find out where all four of us are coordinated <laughs> yes, let's at. Do it. We're Geographically do middle it. Yeah. of all of us. Wow. That'd be tough. But I bet we I will could, say it would the be first... favored to the West Coast, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say when I when I first read the first issue of Last Ronin 2, that really mm-hmm. got me pumped up. I yeah. almost said that, but we were just talking about it. So I was like, oh, let's see if I I don't know. There's so many. I, yeah. Lonesome Hunters, I thought, was really good last year. That was one that I was just like, dude, this... Cause Kyle was telling me about it one day, vaguely. And the way he was talking, he was like, yeah, you should check it out, man. It's pretty good. And like, I read issue one, and I was like, dude, this is really good. And he's like, dude, I love it. 
And I was like, you were like downplaying it though, my man. And I get like, so nervous uh-huh. to recommend things to people. So I yeah. always try to downplay it. Like, you know, it's all right. You, you know, I don't want to like, uh, mainly it's self-preservation too. I don't want you to come back to me like, that sucked. And I'm like, oh, does it suck? I don't want it to suck. Man. But yeah, I remember reading that and being like, dude, like this is one of my favorite things I've read. And so that was, I, I thought that even the whole story was really well done. Yeah, I mean, that's we going back to like the wave to the beginning of this conversation, but talking about like what was one of those things that like got you, got us into comics. And for me, when I when I first started reading it, one of the first things that I did was like, because I just bought like a bunch of trade paperbacks and whatnot, I would hit up a bunch of my friends and was just like, do you want to just come read these comics with me? And we would like go to a, a coffee shop or whatever and then just sit there and read comics and then just talk about the stories we read. And I think that that's been like for me and Mad of just like this through line of like there's a community behind these things that is like yeah. super cool to be able to like just meet you guys, you know? And I'm sure you have like the same thing that we do of just people in your Instagram DMs that like you like to shoot messages and just chat about whatever comics that you're, you know, you're reading, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, one of the great things about the times that we live in is that we can connect like this and and talk about this. And even, you know, going back to the idea of how much we love storytelling and just being able to, you know, it's not just about the telling of the story, but it's about the discussion of the story and and dissecting Mm -hmm. it. And just, it's, it's a very interesting phenomenon that we like, especially with like comics as a medium is that the audience has such a sway over the what is popular and what continues forward and like in the tmnt if people don't like death worm death worm's not going to be going forward but for me i think he's going to be the star of the next (laughs) reboot i'm I'm excited for the tmnt death worm i'm picturing him in my head just like he's like a giant earthworm and then like wear like the weird like earthworm like (laughs) like you know on a bendy straw how it has the bendy area you know how uh, worms look like they have the bendy areas too uh he would have a like a bulletproof vest on he's got like duke nukem style <laughs> let me know if that's if i'm close to death worm on that one i'll send you a picture as yeah. soon as we see him yeah. i want to google him you guys talk amongst yourselves i'm gonna google death worm and see i what don't comes think up. he's there yet oh, one of the fine. things uh really quick matt before we go on what do you want to throw in uh your your answer to Monk's question before I yeah. ask you the next one? Well, I'm, I'm finding I'm, myself... I'm holding everybody's feet to Monk's fire here. <laughs> I, I'm kind of up to the same wall as Ray. Is like there's, there's so many that I can like pick out, but I would say like most recently and still hasn't been topped. And I, I'm going to, at some point of this year, going to stop talking about it, but a righteous thirst for vengeance. Mm-hmm. That like, was good. I don't that think I've good. ever been more captivated by a, a comic that like in my life. And... I mean, like, yeah, like I've read a lot of the runs that you should have run, like read through the 90s and early 2000s, like, you know, stuff that pertains to Marvel and DC. But like, I I wasn't like in a indie comic, uh, like phase of my life really until like me and Monk really started talking like, yeah, I, I had in the past, but I just never really got into it. And then when Righteous Thirst for Vengeance came out, I picked it up on a whim just because I liked the cover. Um, I didn't read about it, but just going through those first few pages i was just so like drawn in and like really understood the meaning behind like why color plays the soundtrack of a comic Mm -hmm. and i could just hear what was going on and it was just 
it was just a wonderful experience and yeah and yeah it's definitely nothing, how I no, felt. yeah but not nothing has topped it yet still i mean things have come close like i really really like bloodstained teeth like probably more than i should but like probably. when i think about it like, just the artwork <laughs> alone for it <laughs> Dude, well, it's like, for sometimes, yeah go on the the way the artist and the 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 writer had to work so close together, I'm assuming, just because there was yeah. so little dialogue. Man, like the first issue yeah. was really, really good, dude. I mean, the whole first arc was really well done. And I just, dude, they had to be sitting side by side with each other forever to get that dialed in and the way the panels go yeah. together. Like it was, it was like almost a perfect first issue. It was so good. Yeah. yeah Were you I, able to make sense of what he just said? Uh, he was cut. He was cutting in and out for me. Oh, he yeah. He kind of cut in and out, but like, yeah, I understood what he was talking about. Just like the art, and just like, yeah, they had to have been sitting side by side, like you know. And uh, is it um on not Andre? Um, yeah, yeah, Andre. Andre. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like I've actually like he's chatted with me a little bit because of my love of that comic, <laughs> and um, but it's just like the way that he had to either like one, just read the script and just start drawing it out. And then, yeah, them both just coming together and it's being like, yeah, like this looks great. Could you change this a little bit to kind of mm-hmm. match like what was written here? Like you can just tell they put so much like work into all the detail and use so little di- dialogue, but like, it was just, it was also like enough dialogue for the story to be told. Like, yeah, and I know, think like, the 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 usage of dialogue within a righteous thirst for vengeance is very much so what makes those people seem human and just very yeah. down to earth. Because when Mark and I talk, it's not like we explain like the entire backstory of our relationship. You know, like I'm not yeah. like Mark, you are my friend because we met in a foreign nation. You know, like, <laughs> and I feel like sometimes in comic books, it's easier for that to kind of become like the dialogue. And or just become so dependent on just the dialogue to tell the story and not like utilizing pictures outside yeah. of like people just standing and pointing at things or swinging a punch, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's that's definitely a top notch comic that, uh, yeah, definitely does a really I, good job of that. Uh, two things for from for you. One, I'm joking about bloodstained teeth. You're you're allowed to love it as, as much as you do. I just I know that you know where I stood on it and you had mentioned it before, so I was just joking with you. Yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. artwork's fantastic and uh, yeah. it's still a great story. I'm just messing. And second thing I want to <laughs> ask you is um, with A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, dude, I was like, to use a really ridiculous phrase, over the moon about it. Like, I loved it too. Yeah. And um, convince me that I should have loved the last issue more. Yeah, um, I guess for me, I, I have to rely on just how it was told through pictures. And then you're left with the question throughout the entire series is like, why is it titled The Righteous Thirst for Vengeance? Yeah. Like, why Why is this like random, you know, why he, who does he look like? Ben Ben Wong? Uh, the uh, guy Benedict, who plays yeah, yeah. Benedict yeah, yeah. Wong. He looks like Benedict Wong. And just random Canadian guy just walks out on the street, lights up his cigarette, and a few panels later, he finds himself having to go and save a woman from being killed because he stumbled upon the dark web. 
so how's this guy seeking out vengeance? And like you, you're left with that question at the end of issue one. And I didn't really know that like, you know, after, you know, spoiler, I guess for people who haven't read it, but like Sonny is the main character and he's the hero throughout, but he's not the one who has the righteous thirst for vengeance. It's this little boy that he's been mm-hmm. taking care of. And when that boy had his moments, and I don't say I agree with going out and taking vengeance in the form of how Batman wouldn't do it, because, you know, Batman doesn't kill people. He's not supposed to anyway. And tell that to um, Zack Snyder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's just like, it was just such a redemptive story for like that kid and just the art, the way that it told that story throughout and what you had to go through with that child from each of his panels of just his face and tears as a little boy, or, you know, when, when he first lost his mom versus when they're, you know, at that spot on the side of Mexico. And, you know, this is where monk picks up, but hearing the shrimp just grizzle (laughs) and like having that happy moment with Sonny and then like losing Sonny and, so issue issue 11, which is like also an interesting place for me to like end something because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, our society works in, you know, perfect numbers. We go fives and fives. We go fours and fours. We go sixes and sixes um, with comics, at least. But for the most part in our world, we work in inches. And then for some reason, we work in zeros and fives. And you're ending it at 11, which is just short of a dozen, which you know, that's not even a baker's dozen that's on the other end. And so then when it got to issue 11, I was like, so volume two is six issues and volume one is just five. And they, I didn't even realize that like there was the issue 11. This was another moment for me, like with what I told you guys about boogeyman earlier, uh, I think off air, uh, I didn't really realize that the last issue I read wasn't the last issue. I thought it was going to be. And so when issue 10 of Righteous Thirst Revenge came out, I thought that was the last issue. And I think if you go back to the podcast where I talk about it, I think I even said that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then issue 11 came out and it was just like, okay, still a lot of questions with an issue 11 coming out. Is there going to be four more that follow it? Oh no, like it's over. Like this is it. Mm -hmm. And so it, yeah. But like, I can also understand like why it could be a letdown because it, it just was happened just, so quick for me. It was, it was a very quick issue. And I, I think the story itself is very quick. Like even yeah. just like mm-hmm. you're uh, again, like I think it's kind of like a bait and switch. You kind of think that the story is about Sonny and it is, but again, it's more mm-hmm. so about how Sonny sets up the life for the righteous thirst for vengeance to be, right. um, you know, ha- had. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think that that is like, that's definitely, I I appreciate reading that comic because of talking to Matt and having his perspective on that. And that's one thing I love about him is that he always looks for the title and just being like, why does this make sense? And I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> just give me the thing. I'm going to read it. Uh, yeah. Know Your Station, I don't, again, going back to that, Know Your Station is like one of the perfect titles because it it also gives a little bit into the story. I, I Just even tying it into A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, the ability to sit down and like make a cohesive story that is not predictable and not just kind of like giving you the old like run, run of the mill stuff is so 
fascinating to me because it's so impressive because mm-hmm. I can't write to save my life when it comes to like a story or something like that. And, but to be able to think of like something that like, um, how do you say that? Like, uh, there's a word I'm looking for, but it, it sets aside all the tropes and just goes for the story that it wants to tell, you know, like in, in a different world, in a righteous thirst for vengeance, it's Sonny comes out blazing at the end. He takes down the guy in, in a, a hail of glory. But I think one of the great things about a righteous thirst for vengeance is its groundedness. And then it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, of course he wouldn't go out like that. He just got shot and died mm-hmm. like a normal human would, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's really beautiful to be able just to take a, well, an, in, an idea like that and to, to give it birth. And just the, the reality in the story too is like, again, going back to art, just the art was so real. Like when yeah, the, yeah. the gross slumlord guy, whatever, is just on his yacht with beautiful naked women around him and he's just there with his towel draped over his leg. <laughs> this is just so like, yeah, this is how I would picture this scene. And mm-hmm. like, do I want to look at it? Not really, because it's it's like no, like get like please, but it is just like the reality of like that situation and yeah. it was just drawn so well. Yeah. Well, it's very obvious to me that we all could probably sit here and like skip sleep and chat comics forever, but we are 20 minutes over our normal allotted oh, time. No. Oh, my I goodness. did I did want to uh, ask you guys two more questions. Let's try to keep it keep it quick here. One yeah, for sure. our buddy Ross, who sent out a recommendation for all of us that I know. I think most of us oh, at least yes. got into a I bit, didn't. but Art Brute. Uh, I read the first issue and yeah, uh, dude, well. what a wild story. Yeah, just I didn't know what to expect, and uh, yeah. it came out pretty rad. Oh yeah, I would yeah. Agree. I'm also I'm I I feel that exact same way. I love going into a comic not like not mm-hmm. knowing what it is and just going off a blind recommendation and just being like, wow, that was absurd. I'm a big fan of absurd stuff that like is good, not just absurdity for absurdity's sake, but just being like, this is a crazy concept, and we're gonna we're gonna have a yeah. lot of fun with it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm excited to keep up with that one and shout yeah. out to Ross, a mutual friend of all of ours. And uh, thanks for the recommendation, dude. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Ross. A fellow East Coaster. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Uh, I We were going to end the show separately, but since we're running over, we could just all end it together. Is there anything uh, coming out next week that you guys are looking forward to? I looked and dude, I don't know. There wasn't a single issue that I was like, I'm picking it up next week. It's the first time in like a year and a half. Oh, you got no. anything you're looking forward to, Ray? Um, there's a new one coming out from Boom. It kind of sounds interesting. Boom, boom, boom. Um, no, wait. <laughs> no, wait. Just kidding. It's not Boom. It's Image. My bad. Image. You, just, image, you set, a, image. set them up on purpose. Yeah. Um, but it's called Blood <laughs> Tree. Um, it's like a detective story of these two detectives that um, there's a killer on the loose. And this killer is killing people or innocent family members of people who were murderers. So it's like they're they're trying to go and like right a wrong um by killing people. And so these detectives are um trying to take them down. So I'm a good I'm a sucker for detective stories. Sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Interesting premise. Um Calculated Man Trade paperbacks coming out. For those who haven't read it, you can pick that one up. Or at oh, least yeah. it should. It's aftershock. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I the the only thing that I'm really seeing here that I'm excited about is uh Behold Behemoth number 3 is coming out. Um yeah, and that's again the only thing that I'm really seeing and I I love that story. I'm 
I'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes. I don't even think I could tell you the con like it, it you know, I give uh, Jeff Lemire so much crap for dragging out his <laughs> stories for so long, but this one, I'm just like, it's so cool. Just do whatever. <laughs> just don't yeah. tell the story. Just have random bits of these people just walking around looking at the world. But uh, yeah, it's definitely one that I'm, I'm really stoked, stoked for. Right on, dude. Yeah, it looks like he. I got well, a it looks like he's checking it out. Or I'm sorry, Mad looks. I'm a, you know, it's getting yeah. late. Sorry. Um. Yeah, but I again, I don't know if this is true or not because uh, one of them that's being told here by our secret source, where we find out. Where <laughs> Do we all have the same secret source? We all have the same yeah. secret source. Okay. Don't but let anybody know. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting on this for a while. But issue two of Eternus from Scout Comics oh. is supposed to come out, and that's the one that Andy Circus like. Uh, created the story for and then hired oh, a comic cool. book team to make. Um, but again, I don't know if that's actually true. Um, but then also another celebrity's comic book, Patton Oswalt's Minor Threats is coming out next week. Oh, I've been enjoying that. Too, yeah. Yeah. So, All right on, you guys. This has been fun. Obviously something we're going to have to do more often. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. Can you uh, let everybody know where to find you, how to follow along with what you guys are doing? Yeah, you want to handle that, Mike? Oh my goodness. I was about to go grab my cat. Um, oh, I, I can do it. <laughs> go ahead. I got to grab a cat. You grab your cat. Uh, yeah. So on Instagram, you can find us at the pull box pals. You can find monk at that Matt, that, that monk guy. And uh, I'm at mad underscore nerdy. And we just post about stuff that we read in comics and have that a good a conversation. Cat. I just squeezed the air out of my cat. <laughs> oh yeah. We had to see the cat. That's right. <laughs> kitty <laughs> say hi say, what's kitty's name uh this is salem, hi, uh, salem. and it's it salem's upset because i woke her from her sleep time but Aww. you're just sleeping all day aren't you so what does it matter <laughs> you lazy yeah. good for nothing yeah. well like i said earlier uh on in the episode um i love what you guys are doing and i love that you you're talking about what you love about comics and yeah uh i listen to every episode and uh i catch them on spotify though i don't i can't do it live that's all right yeah Yeah, we uh we definitely really enjoy what you guys do i feel like our podcast could be a the comic book layer review uh podcast (laughs) sometimes because i'm just like yeah they were talking about this and it was good take and so i'm like no i will have my own opinions (laughs) on my own podcast thank you Um, but yeah i mean it's just because you guys have a great you know dynamic and you do a a good time explaining comics again it's just yeah, it's you guys are doing the same thing we're doing. You're just your two pals just sitting back and talking about yeah. comics you loved reading and like yeah, taking it to the four of us doing it, that's that's fun and I would love to do it again. But yeah, yeah. like I listen to as many as yours as I can. I actually like I think I listened to like three of your newest ones in a row and then I was like, I should go back and I think I went and listened to your first episode. Oh no, Dude, don't stay do away it. from those, bro. Huge mistake. Get out of there. I think about taking those down all the time. Yeah. But I mean, we have the same issue. You know, like you go back to our first few episodes and it's like, we don't really know what we're doing here. Yeah. I kind of view the, uh, and you know, you don't have to view it the same way, but I view us as kind of occupying a cool little corner in the comic book space where we're doing something similar. And just like I said, too, like talking about, you know, why we love this and talking about the stories and, 
Uh, we're not trashing these books or getting into the weeds of why creators should be doing something a different way. It's no fun. I don't see the yeah. fun there. Uh, that's what I like about what you guys are doing. So, mm-hmm. so keep it up uh, for what it's worth. I, I love it. And uh, keep Monk doing making some new music because I'm digging the intro. <laughs> hey, it's, it's not as bambastic as yours. Yours is so... I feel like you guys have like a higher energy than we do. So I appreciate that your intro music is, is more high energy and ours is just kind of like... Because <laughs> it encapsulates our, our energy very well, I feel. Yeah. Hey, Ray, how can people follow us and keep up with what we're doing? Yeah. Um, check us out over on Instagram at the comic book layer. Um, follow our link tree. We have a Discord join the conversation over there. We'd love to meet you. Um, and just super stoked to be able to do this. And um, yeah, I mean, I think this platform too has allowed us to meet so many cool people. And yeah. um, so this is, you know, just cool friendships we can make along the way and, and talk yeah. cool comics. And um, yeah, I love it. Right on. Yeah, buddy. Anyways, you guys, uh, we appreciate you. And uh, like always, keep reading comics. Heck yeah, buddy. Who's taking uh, us out? You ain't ever read comics like these before. (laughs) Cowabunga, nerds. Oh, that was perfect. Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.